0: hey y'all welcome back to the kind of conversations podcast and i'll probably be releasing this episode in 2022 january so um you'll probably hear it then if i'm not going to release it now i hope you guys have had a great um festive season you feel rested you feel ready for the new year and you're just open to what god is going to do um in this new year um yeah so let's get into it i'm good thank you for asking. Um, I'm good. I'm so excited for what God is going to do through our lives this year and I'm just looking forward to everything that he has in store. So today's topic I wanted to speak on, um, I had titled it Welcome to the Soft Life, but I think that what I should title it is um, Life in Christ because I think that there's a need to um, share and differentiate like, what sets us apart from the world when we decide to um, give our lives to Christ? And the reason why I'm sharing this is because really, really God impressed it that it's something that we have to be aware of as young people that as much as God's grace is available for us um, to help us, God's grace is available. To call us back into his kingdom, we have to realize that we have to make a decision. Because there's a difference between living in the flesh and living in the spirit. And there's a difference between um being a child of God and being a creation of God. So it's important for us to be aware of that and to make it make the decision to be to have life in Christ, to live life in Christ. Because unless you make that decision, when we don't make that decision, we actually um we actually rob ourselves of experiencing god fully experiencing his promises fully because the word of god will just like give a scripture and 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 say this is for the children of god like the heritage of the children of god i'm paraphrasing from Psalms, and it's important that if you don't know where you stand with god and you just look warm and you're in the middle you're just saying oh no um, i love god or oh no i have a relationship with god but you haven't given your life to christ you are not walking um in the life that god has called you into then that's a problem right because you're not living god's way you're not really in the kingdom and i I remember our pastor and a church actually shared such a um a cool notion like a way to explain the kingdom of god that if I'm a South African citizen, if I live in South Africa, I abide by the laws that have, are set out in South Africa. I abide by the constitution. So that means I can't just one day decide. we we'll see, oh no, I'm just going to abide by the laws in China. You know, for example, the law of having two children in China. I'm just going to have two children because that's the law there. Because I'm not a citizen, of China, I'm a South African citizen, so I have to abide by these laws. So, if we um decide to give our lives to Christ, so we decide to 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 yeah decide to give our lives to Christ, and we say we're children of God, then we have to abide by the laws, well not necessarily the laws, but the principles that God has set out in His Word for how we should live our lives. And I think that sometimes as young people, we um we because we're living in a time of grace and we. Gee, things are look permissible in our culture. Even as children of God sometimes, including myself, we we fall off. We we just say, Oh no um, God is going to forgive me for this. God is going to cover me for this. You know, I'm just going to live outside of the word of God. But God is saying, you are robbing yourself of living the soft life, the true soft life that is in Christ of experiencing the promises of God, because God works by obedience. His word says obedience is better than sacrifice. God's word works by obedience. He wants us to live in obedience in his word. When we don't, there's something that we are sacrificing, and all of that God, all the principles God has set out for how we should live our lives, um, is for our benefit. It's not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. Everything that God says is for our benefit. It's to save us, and it's not for God. You know what I mean. So I want us to, before I go into scripture, to just be aware of that and take that in. That. We have to decide as young people how we're gonna live our lives. We're gonna live fully for Christ and not. Because sometimes I think as young people we associate ourselves with God because we want the things of God, but we don't. We refuse to actually abide and walk in God's ways, and then we. At the end of the day, we like. But God, you didn't do this. But God is saying, I'm waiting on you to decide. Are you gonna be in, or you're gonna be out, or you're gonna be lukewarm? Because you know the Word of God says that. He will spit you out if you look warm, so I need to go point by point um um according to my notes here, and that's basically how I wanted to open this up that we have to make a decision if you haven't made a decision um of living your life for Christ, you have to make a decision and I think what highlighted um God highlighted in my heart is that. The word will speak of certain promises. It will speak, uh, I'll still go into scripture. It will speak on condemnation and things like that. But it says, for example, in Romans 8 verse 1, it says, so so now therefore, sorry, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And another version says, I'm reading the, my Bible is the NLT version. Let me just go to my phone Bible and read the Amplified version um version it says no i'm still not in the amplified <laughs> um okay it says therefore now there there is not oh, no therefore there is now no condemnation no guilty verdicts no punishment for those who are in christ jesus who believe in him as as personal lord and savior and then I'm going to go into what that word is saying fully. I'm still going to go into that. But I just want, wanted us to be aware that that verse applies, as you see, um, when you read towards the end. It applies to, to those who belong to Christ Jesus, whose lives, and this version says, who have accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Not people who know of God and say, no, I'm spiritual, I pray, things like that. Not people who know of God, but those who have made the decision to live their lives for God. So that's an example of uh, scriptures that are in the Bible, the word, when God says these promises or these things are for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's that's what God is saying. And sometimes we mistake we mistake um knowing God or I don't know how to phrase this, but sometimes we 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 we, we assume a, this promise or whatever God is saying is for us although we have not decided to live our lives for Christ although we have not made the decision right so that's why I'm saying it's important for us to make the decision to live our lives for Christ. Okay. So now I'm going um I'm going as my notes are set out because I don't want to lose my plot. Um so Basically, that's today. I'm I'm here to introduce you to the real soft life, not introduce you, but to make you aware that this is the real soft life. I know in, in, in on social media and our culture, we constantly speak of. There was this time where we spoke of the soft life, you know. And what came to me and was coming to me now is that the soft life that God was putting on my heart is that the soft life that we want is found in Christ, and the reason why it's found in Christ is because. We are living within the parameters of God. The parameters of God, the word of God is there to protect us, is there to grow us. You know, it's there for a generational thing that God wants to do and not only do in our lives, but God wants to bless our generation. And that's the real soft life. Because sometimes we say, I'm living the soft life, but you're losing yourself to the world. You are conforming to the standards of the world. And we know that God says, do not conform to the standards of this world, you know? And I think that, we as young people need to shift as children of god as christians we need to shift the idea of what the soft life is what is this real soft life it's a life in christ where you are not condemned it's a life where you are living um and obedience to god it's a life where you are bearing the fruits of the spirit and showing people who jesus is like your life is ministering to others of who jesus is that is the real soft life where people don't have to go through depression or anxiety or commit suicide or go through things alone because You are the one that God is using in your area or in your community to impact someone's life. You are the one God is speaking to, to speak into someone else's life, right? Because that's the real soft life where people are set free. They're living in true freedom and they're not living in bondage while having material things. And the word of God says, what does it benefit a man to profit the world and lose his soul? You know, because I think when we look at the notion of soft life that the world has portrayed, People can be losing their souls, people lose their souls, you know because they are not they are not living for Christ, but they are acquiring wealth, and those things we all know that they do not fill us up, they do not lead to fulfillment. never mind that they do not allow, they do not allow us to inherit the kingdom of God, and Scripture also speaks about <coughs> sorry guys, scripture also speaks about um, this man, I can't remember where the scripture is exactly, but I'm paraphrasing, but please put this on Google and then go to your Bible and read it, read the passage. Um, this man who was asking God, what does he have to do to to, to, to inherit the kingdom of God? And God was like, saw all your possessions, you know, like saw all your possessions, all the things that you have. And for him, it was difficult. That was something difficult because I think as people sometimes we attach ourselves to our identity to what we have or what we do we attach ourselves to that and that's what the soft life in the world um that's what the soft life in the world equates you know it equates to whatever i acquired and what i'm saying with that is that the real soft life is not what we have you know it's not the positions you have the real soft life is having a life in christ the life of abundance and yeah let me just go into scripture and go into the notes i have before i get carried away even more so one of the things i wanted to focus on that i've already highlighted is that it's important for us to have a true relationship with jesus that is a relationship where you have decided to give to live your life for christ to give your life to christ um, and we don't experience God half-heartedly, we don't experience Jesus through other people, but we experience Jesus for ourselves, we read the word for ourselves, and that's what it means to have a true relationship with God, or one where you are vulnerable, one where you are open, one way Jesus is your friend, because the word of God says um, he's, a, "He's He's a he sticks closer than a brother, you know, and that's what God wants us to experience when we are in relationship to him. Someone we can be intimate and honest with about our experiences and who we are. And there are some things, like I said earlier, that we cannot experience from God. Some promises we cannot access because we have not accepted the free gift of salvation you know because we have not completely even if you have accepted the gift of salvation we, we haven't submitted our lives to christ we haven't laid down our lives to christ as the word of god says see, give your lives as a living sacrifice because honestly for the longest time i thought um I can I can be a child of God. Or I can be a Christian and not submit my life to Christ. And God is like, as I'm walking my faith journey, that is not the case. You have to lay things down. You have to trust God in order for us to fully experience the promises of God. And m- never mind that, to fully live for God and for people to see the glory of God. So a question I'm posing here is what qualifies you or me to experience God and be his child? It's simply your yes to him. That's all it is. It's simply our yes to him. And Ephesians 2, verse 8. Let me go to it quickly. Um Ephesians 2 verse 8. Guys, I'm using my phone Bible, so I'm gonna be scrolling. And it's gonna be like a bit of silence here and there when I do. Um, Ephesians two verse eight to nine reads: For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgments and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not for yourself, is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is an undeserved, gracious gift undeserved gracious gift of god not as a result of your your works nor your attempts to keep the law so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation okay so this is it this is what qualifies us there it's not our works it's not because you are holier than thou but it's god's grace and i love what it's saying here that says <clears throat> Sorry, for it is by grace God's remarkable compassion. God has compassion over us when He looks at us when we are not living in Him when we have not given our lives to Christ and He draws us to Him. Um, and it's important for us to realize and to not leave anyone out when we speak of living living life in Christ, to speak of salvation. That the qualification is just your yes to Him. God is waiting for you to say, yes, Lord, it's I, I'm, I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm giving my life to you. So that is what qualifies you to your yes to him. It's a free gift that is available. Right. And the true goal. And another, another thing that I want us to, um, note, note down is that the true goal is for us to be known by God and not us knowing, knowing him okay and what i mean by that the true goal is for us to be known by god god has to know us okay not god not god not us knowing god that's important we have to obviously know of god and his character and his nature but you know when the word of god says um in scripture it says that some some will say like when when the end times come and when we when we come to meet God, um, someone say some will say, I know, like God, I did these things for you. I did this and that. I delivered what I delivered people. I did this and that. And God will say, <coughs> I don't know you. Whomst are you? Who are you? But and the the reason is that we, we you can be stuck in the works. You can be stuck in the works. Whether you are serving, this is an example. Whether you are serving. church maybe you're running um a food thing or, or whatever you're doing and you're doing it for god you can be stuck in the works and actually lose lose um lose lose your i don't know how to put this but lose track of where god is or lose your track in your relationship with god like your eye can be moved from the main goal which is to know jesus and to live for him and we can be stuck in the works of of doing things for God, but not living for him and being in relationship with him. So I want to go back to that point again, that the true goal is for us to be known by God and not us knowing of him, right? We have to know of God. We have to know the character of God, but the goal is for us to be known by God. How do you become known by God? By spending time with God, by praying, by reading the word. All those good things. Those are the things that we have to do to be in relationship with God and to um, be known by him. So that at the end, God is not like, but I don't know you. Who are you? I, I see you said you did all these things for me, but when did you come into my presence? You know, like when did you come and worship me? You know, we don't want to at the end when we've lived our lives and given our lives. To <coughs> Sorry, guys, I keep coughing because my throat is like, oh my gosh. Um, You don't want to at the end when we've come to account and, and miss God. And God doesn't know us, and He only and we can only say this is what I did. But you we we didn't spend time with God, we didn't hear from God, we didn't experience God. And I'd like us to read Matthew 7. <coughs> Yo, there's too much coughing in on this on this podcast, guys. Pray for me. Um, Matthew 7, verse 22. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It reads, Many will say, many will say to me that. That day when I judged them, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many miracles in your name? And then I would declare to them publicly, I never knew you. (laughs) Guys, (laughs) we don't want to be in that, in that, in that place, right? We are not about to, that's not, that's not what we want to do, right? Um, That's not what we want to do, Right? Um, We want to be at a place where God is like, yo, I know you. I remember you. Like, I remember when you came to intercede on behalf of this person. You came to intercede on behalf of your pastor. You came to intercede on behalf of your family. You worship me. And God is like, okay, I remember who you are, right? So it's important for us to be aware of that, that we want to be known by God and not only focus on us knowing him. Right. So... The next thing is that um, we basically live in a generation as young people who we want to associate ourselves with God. We want the promises of God. We will slap God's name on anything, but we don't live according, our lives according to the word of God. And that is a hot topic, right? And an example that I wanted to make is that we, we can watch, for example, on YouTube. I could be watching um, this YouTuber but I'm not part of the family. I haven't subscribed and I haven't put my notifications on. So I cannot, for example, I cannot get a notification of the video they've released. It's possible for me to watch it maybe two months later because I haven't subscribed and I haven't put my notifications on. For example, another example is being on a podcast, um, listening to a particular podcaster. And then they have the Patreon accounts where you have to pay and be part of the VIP. If I have not, for example, subscribed to that podcast and I'm not part of the Patreon community, there are things I'm missing out on. And that's exactly the same thing when we associate ourselves with God, but we want the things of God. Like we associate ourselves with them. We're like, but God, I know you, but our lives are not speaking of knowing God or our lives are not living to glorify God. And we want the promises of God it's exactly the same thing when we don't live our lives according to God's word, but we are, we want, we want what God says in his word. We want, we want the blessings. So that's kind of like the thing that I think is, is, is something we have to be aware of in our generation and be wary of as young people that we have to be just as much as we subscribe to a YouTuber that we are, we love a YouTuber that's doing amazing things. We have to Subscribe to the Word of God. Subscribe. Put your notifications on. How do you put your notifications on? You are in prayer to hear from God, right? You are part of the Patreon community on on a podcast. Um, on a on a particular podcaster's, what do you call it? On a particular podcast, um, um, you're part of the Patreon community. You're fully living your life for Christ. You are fully living according to the Word of God, so you can experience the life that God has for you. So I want us to note that down that we have to subscribe and become part of the community that is in Jesus we have to um surround ourselves with godly community if it means changing our friends if it means letting go of old habits of old things how are we how are we um changing our environment to 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 portray Christ to make it Not to make it easier, but how we changing our environment to feed into the life God has for us, to feed into this person we are, we are, we want to become for God, you know, because our surroundings, our influence, our friends, our circles, the things that we spend time in have to be things that speak to and nourish our relationship with God, right? Okay, so I'm gonna round up now because like I'm not about to allow this to be an hour. So I already spoke on this, that we have to submit our lives to Jesus and live in obedience to be fully able to experience our life in Christ and fully enjoy our life, life in Christ. And we know the word of God says, do not conform to the standards of this world. <coughs> Don't conform. That's what the word of God says. And let me actually read that scripture before I go very far. Um, guys, I know, what, I know what the scripture says but I don't remember where it is. It's like a problem that I have. But let me just paraphrase. But it says, do not conform to the standards of this world. You know, like we are the ones who have to set the pattern. Basically, we're setting the standard through the word of God of, basically the word of God is setting the standard of the way we should live our lives. And we shouldn't conform to what's happening in the world because we are the ones who set the trends it's not the other way around god is the one who sets the trend of how we should live our lives and how how we should influence the world not the other way around so it's important for us to know that and to be aware of that that we have to live in obedience to god and when we don't live in obedience we, we no one can see the difference between the world and us you know we are of we are in this world but we are not of it and that's why the word says, do not conform to the standards of this world, because we aren't of this world, you know, and when we conform and when as children of God, when we conform and we do things and we compromise, we are, we are eroding, we, we're basically robbing people of, of seeing God or <coughs> subscribing to this life that is in Christ because they can't see the difference because we're not standing in our truth, right? Right. So it's important that we do not conform to the standards of this world. And I'd like us to read Romans 8 verse 1. Let's see. Romans 8 verse 1 to to 9. Guys, I really apologize for the coughing, y'all. I know y'all are praying for me. Um, It says, life in the spirit. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own, own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the the just requirements of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the spirits. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy spirit think about things that please the spirits. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And remember the soft life that we were talking about that when we live our lives, um, when we've accepted Christ and we're living our lives according to the word of God. And we are walking by the spirit and not walking by the flesh. Our li- our our lives, it leads, it leads our lives to life and peace, right? It doesn't lead us to death. And like we were saying earlier that soft life, the soft life that the world gives, leads to death. Because you are gaining material possessions. You are gaining things, but you are losing your soul. And it says here that those things those things so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death it does not lead to life the soft life that we are chasing as young people outside of god is leading to death guys it's not leading to life but the life in christ when we live our lives according to the word of god and we live our lives in christ and let the holy spirit control us not yeah letting the holy spirit control our actions control our minds control our desires and we are not conforming Um, to the standards of the soul, then we are not conforming to our desires. It leads to life and peace. And that's where the real soft life is. That's the true freedom that God wants us to experience. And then verse 7 reads, For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. That's why those who are still under the, the control of their sinful nature can never please God but you are not controlled by your sinful nature you are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of god living in you and remember that those who do not have the spirit of christ living in them do not belong to him at all mm. <laughs> yo guys like that's the realness of the word of god let me read that again um but you are not controlled by your sinful nature you are controlled by the spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And that goes back to what I was saying that if you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit has not come to dwell in you, this is what God is saying. If you do not have the Spirit of Christ living in you, you do not belong to Him. You, so you know of Him, but God does not know you. You can be saying you know God, but because you don't have the spirit, the, the the Holy Spirit living in you, the spirit of Christ, then you just know of God, but God doesn't know you. And that's 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 the pandemic. <laughs> Basically, that's the pandemic. That's the pandemic of this time. That do not be the one who's gonna know of God. Do not be the one who says, I know I know God. God is saying, I don't know you because you have not decided you have not given your life to Christ, so that's the basically the whole gist and the whole the whole message that I'm trying to share here that you don't want to be the one who 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 knows of God, but God doesn't know you because you haven't decided you haven't given your life to Christ, you are not living according to Christ's standard, and the Spirit of God is not living in you. And I'm going to continue to verse 10. It says, and Christ lives within you. So even through your body, you will die because of sin. The spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Right? Can you just like snap our fingers and be like, that's the word. Um, That is the soft life. That is the soft life that... Although we are, we are dead in, in our flesh, we have life in th- through Christ. We have life through the Holy Spirit. This, the, the Spirit of God gives us life, okay? Because we're not walking by the flesh. And all of us, I think, even as a child of God, even as a Christian, if you are struggling with particular things, like I struggle with particular things, that's, that's because we are, we, we, we are living in our flesh, like our flesh will cause us to struggle and the, uh, the scripture speaks on there's the war between the spirits and the flesh our spirit knows the truth our spirit knows what god wants us to do and how he wants us to live our life but our flesh will be like oh, go see you actually need to do that you just that will make you feel good but i have to remember what is the word of god saying The Holy Spirit gives me and enables me and gives me power to do good works. That's what the word of God says. We are prepared for good works. So even if you are struggling with something and know that the Holy Spirit um, is working in you and preparing you for good works. Know that even if you are struggling with something, you have the power within you through the Holy Spirit to overcome those things. Because we are not living in our flesh anymore. But we are living life through the spirit of God. We It says here in verse 9, like I read earlier. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. Me and you are not controlled by our flesh. We are not controlled by what we are addicted to. You Maybe you are addicted to pornography. You are addicted to this and that. Um, We are not controlled by that sinful nature. So we are controlled by the spirit. And if you ha- that is if you have the spirit of God living in you. Okay, I added that. Parts, but it says here you are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of god living in you that's what the word is saying so if you are struggling with something like your sinful nature or whatever thing um that that is holding you back from fully experiencing god this is what the word of god is saying you are not controlled by your sinful nature you are controlled by the spirit the spirit of god that's living in you therefore stop condemning yourself if, if god convicts you because it says here There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus' child. And if God convicts you, he wants to set you free. He wants to help you. He doesn't want you to feel condemned and be stuck in that and define yourself by that thing or that sin that entangles you, that sin that you're struggling with. But instead he's saying, you are not controlled by that and you have no condemnation. But God will convict us because he loves us. He wants us to change. So that's something I want us to be aware and just to take in that we are not controlled by our sinful nature and we will not allow sin as children of God, as young people to control our lives. We will not allow sin to be something that um, erodes our life because God wants us to have community that we can be accountable to, that we can be honest to. God wants us to be honest with him and be like, yo, God. I'm struggling with this. This is something that I'm struggling with. But because I walk by the spirit, because I'm not controlled by my sinful nature, I'm going to bring it to God. I'm going to bring it to my community, my godly community. I'm going to be like, please, pray, please pray with me. I'm struggling with this. And that's what God wants. He wants us to be free. That's the soft life that God is calling me and you too. He wants us to live a full life, a life. It's, he says in his word, I've come to give you life and life in abundance. And I want to read that verse as well like god wants us to have life in abundance not not a half job not not a life where we are where we are living we 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 seem happy but we're not happy saying i want to give you life another version says i want you to have life and life in abundance to live life fully to enjoy it to live life within my kingdom and within the parameters i've set out for you to live in my word and another thing that I want to close off with is that unless the Spirit of God lives within us, we cannot bear the fruits of the Spirit. We cannot overcome our sinful nature, right? Because Galatians 5 verse 22 speaks on the fruits of the Spirit. Let's go to Galatians before I say the wrong thing. Because like, I don't, have, I don't have the correct words, but the Word of God does. It says, but the fruits of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us. Highlights. Highlights and highlights, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is love. In brackets, it defines this love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while we waiting, while waiting. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. We are no live no longer living under condemnation. But we are living in freedom, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with the path with its passions and appetites. If we claim to live by the Spirit, this is verse 20 t- 25 If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage. Our conduct, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we must not become conceited, challenging. Or provoking one another, envying one another, guys. That's it. That's everything I wanted to say. That's everything that God wanted. To, like this whole verse is basically all everything I've been saying. That the fruits of this, okay, the fruits of the spirit that are mentioned in from verse, from verse. Um, where where are we? From verse twenty-two straight down. Those fruits, that fruit. Fruits, it's actually fruits, not fruits. That's what the word of, say, word of God says. But the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us. The fruits of the spirit are only there within us. When we are, when we firstly have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is living within us. Because it's possible for us to be in Christ but not bear the fruits as well. It's possible for us to not bear the fruits. Because we have departed from the presence of the Lord. Because it says here, the fruit of the Spirit in brackets, the result of His presence within us is love, joy, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then continues to say, if I say I belong to Christ and I'm a child of God and I'm saved, then I have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. Therefore, even if I'm tempted to do something sinful. I've already crucified the flesh, right? I belong to Christ, so I've crucified the sinful nature. I've completely let go of my sinful nature. And if we claim, and here it says, if we claim to, claiming to do something is saying, like, oh, yes, I'm a child of God. Yes, I'm saved, you know, like we put in our bios, saved by Jesus, child. That's claiming to live by the Holy Spirit. That's claiming, if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must not we, we must think of or maybe you can live or maybe you can walk by the spirit it's it's a mandate it says we must also walk by the spirit and then how do what what does that mean it says here with personal integrity this is why i love the amplified with personal integrity godly character and moral courage our conduct empowered by the holy spirit the holy spirit is there to help us in our weaknesses guys So, even if we are struggling, like I said earlier, with a particular sin, the Holy Spirit is there to help us with our weaknesses. And God is saying here, the truth of the matter is that because we belong to Christ and we've decided, we have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. Going back to this idea of, not idea, but things that are happening where you have said you live for Christ or you're a child of God but your life is not, it's not Your life is not showing that like one and one do not make two. And people are like, but dunjan. And so people don't get, don't get to see God in you or me. When we decide to live outside of the will of God and we decide to satisfy our sinful nature. People are like, hey, bo, I don't see what, what this person means. I don't see this Jesus they're talking about because we have not decided. But it says here just the truth in 24 and 25 that those who belong to christ have crucified the sinful nature that's number one and then it says in 25 if we claim to live by the holy spirit we must also walk by the spirit with personal integrity godly character and moral courage and that's it and that's it like that scripture highlights that what we have decided on, we have to. This is this is the sub- subscription. These this is what we are supposed to do. These are the guidelines, and that's what I love about the Word of God. It doesn't just say, "Oh, okay, I make the, make this decision or follow this, do this this way." But it tells you that it gives you the instruction, guides you, it gives you the guidelines of how we should do this, of how we should live this life in Christ, right? So that's what I wanted it, wanted us to be aware and know that. Unless the Spirit of God lives within us, we cannot bear the fruits of the Spirit. So we cannot overcome our sinful nature if we don't have the Spirit of God living within us. Okay. And lastly, to close off, if God convicts you, it can be through anything, anything that God may say. Oh, or see, maybe that Netflix, or maybe that that food is becoming comfort food, child, you know, things like that. And he convicts me about something. He's not condemning me. He wants to help me. He wants to set me free. You know that God doesn't even want us to be controlled by food, guys. Or spending. Or material things. God doesn't want anything to control our lives. He wants our lives to fully be for him. Because when we live our lives fully for him, we are free. He, he already said, I want to give you the true self life. I want to give you abundant life. I've come. He's saying, actually, this is the reason I came, that you may have life and life in abundance. And I think it's the amplified version that says overflowing, overflowing, a life of complete abundance. You are overflowing, not only in material possessions, you are overflowing in your spirit. You are overflowing in joy. You're overflowing in peace. You're overflowing in blessings. It's all, it's all evidence in your life that every area of your life is overflowing with God's grace and abundance. And he's counting he isn't counting you out. And with with, with, with this word that I've shared here and, and basically shared today on this episode is that God is not counting you out. I am not even counting you out and saying if you're not if you haven't given your life to Christ or you haven't um completely surrendered your life to Christ, then we counting I'm counting you out. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I'm giving you the the the, what god is saying that there's a better option there's a soft life that god wants you to come into there's a soft life god wants you to be part of this life in christ this life where you are free where you are not held in bondage where you are not held in bondage by sin there's this life that god wants to give you he's saying actually i have a better option for you i can see that you love me but she haven't really fully committed. Someone who loves you will tell you the truth. And this is what God is doing. Someone who loves you will correct you, right? Let's look, let's go back to Corinthians and see what the definition of love says. God is not keeping um a track record of, oh no, um, a track record of what you've done wrong. He's saying, I see what you've done. I see what you've done. I see what you're doing. But in actual fact, this is the life I want to give to you. He's serving it on a plate and saying, this is the life. This is the life in Christ. I want you to live. This is the life of abundance. I want you to live. So God is not convicting you through through this. Um, God is not sorry. God is can convict us through this, um, word and through His word in general, and He can convict you through this through this episode through this sharing. But He's not condemning you. He's not condemning you. If 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 you feel condemned, then remember that God wants the best for you. He's convicting you. To realize, actually, I need to bring my life together. I need to completely like give my life to Christ and work on my relationship with God. And it's not that easy. Yes, you will, you will, you will stumble and not be perfect. But as long as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the real prize, the greatest prize of all. Or as long as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we will reach. We will reach the end of our of our of our mark. We will reach the goal that is, is is in Christ, right? And we will reach the goal which is to see Christ and to be known by God, guys. Those are the real goals of life. I see everything else. The real goal of life is to be known by God. Like we were saying, what Matthew is saying. We don't want to get to heaven, and God is like, but my child, who whom's that you? No, we want we want God to say, yo, I am the see actually you're the one, like you're the one that came into my presence and prayed for your family and prayed for your cousin and prayed, you are the one and you are the one who's going to inherit my kingdom. So all I'm saying is that God is saying, I'm serving you a better option. I'm saying, decide, decide the type of life you want to live. And the word of God um, speaks on in ecclesiastics of how we should live our lives as young people, but everything that we do we will be brought into our, we will have to account for of why we did this and why we did that, right? And we all know that youth is fleeting, guys. Youth is fleeting. So my, um, my, th- what I want to say is that we don't want to live as young people with the influence we have, with the energy that we have. We don't want to live a life of saying, I know of God, but God doesn't know us. I know of God, but our lives are not being the fruit. We are not experiencing God fully. We are just lukewarm because we are not fully committing or fully giving our lives to Christ. We're just in the middle. No one wants to be in half-hearted things, right? And I know we always say that. No one wants to be in half-hearted things. So God doesn't want to be in a half-hearted relationship with us where we're there, but we're not there. No, God is saying, I want you to be. I want you to decide and live your life for me. I want you to live life in abundance, in the truth of the word of god so that's that's all i wanted to share today and i hope this word speaks to you i hope that god may um show himself in your life if you're looking for a moment or you're looking for a time where if you've been desiring to be in relationship with god or you've been desiring to 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 go deep in your relationship with god i hope this word when you go to the scriptures we've read god may speak to you and touch you and that you may just be vulnerable and open to what god wants to do and be open to what god is saying into your life and yeah like i said this word is there to convict us not to condemn us because because god loves us guys even my english is getting messed up this is where i must i must actually end off the podcast but like god wants us to live a life of abundance he wants us to live in true freedom and not the freedom that is in the world, that is not true freedom, that looks like freedom, that looks like gold because it glitters, but it's not gold, right? So this is what God wants us to, to do as young people. He wants us to be the ones who are on fire. We are the next generation. We are the next generation of believers. We are the next generation. Um, Even if you're not a, a believer, you're not a Christian, we are still the next generation. And God is saying, you, I want you to have an abundant life in me. I want you to be the one to do this and that. I want you to be the one to to set generations behind you or generations that are after you free. So God is asking you. God has said giving you a mandate. Even though you're not you're not in Christ or you, you are not a child of God, you haven't given your life to Christ. God is saying you're the one. You are the one I want to use. You are the one I want to send out into the world and preach the good news. You are the one. You are as important to God as someone who has given their life to Christ. But God is saying, you cannot live outside of my parameters. You cannot live outside walking in the yard, but you don't want to come into the house. God is saying, come into the house today. Come into the house. Come into in communion and in relationship with him. Come into real relationship with him and give your life to Christ. That's what God is saying. Don't live outside, don't be a visitor. be a resident of the kingdom of God, and that's what God is saying, and that's what I want to leave you guys with today that God loves you, God wants you to be part of what He's doing in our generation um and that's it that's it. Thank you so much, guys for listening and I hope you um you are oh hypo guys English is going. I hope you guys um let me know what this podcast episode um if it resonates and what it, what it speaks into your life as well as don't forget to share with your friends, whoever needs it, please share, 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 because that's what we want to do. We want the word of God to be a wildfire. That's what we want to happen for everyone to come into the full knowledge of Christ. Don't forget to review so that more people can um, listen to this and more people can get into the know of God right? That's the whole goal. Um, thank you so much guys. And I will see you guys in the next episode. If I don't share this, um, now in December, then I'll definitely share it in January, but I'm looking forward to everything that God wants to do. And thank you so much guys for listening to the episodes of shared. Thank you so much for, 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 for sharing, um, what they have, spoken into your life and i'm just so grateful for the platform that god has given me to share his good news and i'm excited to see what god is going to do next i love you guys and i hope you guys have a great rest as we end off the new year bye guys thank you so much for listening to this episode please don't forget to review and also share it with your friends and i will see you guys on the next episode thank you so much bye